Amazon is really a surveillance company. Um, it's, it's really monetizes and makes its money from its like putting its tentacles throughout every system in our government and uh, civic life and becoming indispensable and drawing from that data that they can profit off of. going on everybody welcome to the habituation room podcast live stream show i am your host francesca fiorentini i hope this finds you so 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 good i hope you are well rested and let me live vicariously through your rest that's what i've been trying to chase for so many nights now just a little bit of sleep uh yeah new mom here and my kid's doing great it's me who can't sleep. I'm the problem. I need I need to relearn how to sleep. It's like a Russian nesting doll of learning how to sleep. Um, yes, indeed. If you are here, uh, make sure you are liking the stream. You're sharing it. You're doing clicking all the buttons. You're just uh, just rapidly, you know, sort of palming your your phone. Uh, that helps everyone discover the show. Also. Leave this podcast five stars on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. That really helps people uh, find this show, which is 100% ad-free and independent um, for now until, uh, you know, some weird bra company where they market bras with people with, like, five breasts, you know, just like. It's possum bras, really. Uh, if they want to advertise on this platform, on this show, uh, by all means, uh, hit me up. But we have such a good show. We're going to talk about. Uh, a number of things. Uh, corporations uh, finding a heart. What? Uh, corporations throwing in the towel. Huh? Uh, so that is Eli Lilly, the pharmaceutical company, and Amazon, the ubiquitous marketplace of life. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the Chicago mayoral race, which just got very interesting. Um, activist and uh, commentator commentator uh rafael shimunov is going to be here as well as comedian maggie may super excited i hope you're excited too um but i wanted to announce you know usually we end this show with a little bonus bish for all the frantifa all the patrons of the show uh, but instead you guys get a whole new show a whole new show um you get a whole new show it is going to be the bonus bish on twitch and on youtube on Fridays. Now, anyone can watch live. It'll be Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific. Anyone can watch live, but you gotta be either a YouTube member, which I will activate very soon. <laughs> I'm super on it. On it. Um, you have to be a YouTube member, a Twitch subscriber, or a patron if you want to listen or watch back. That's right. So if you're a patron right now and you've got that special little adorable rainbow um, rainbow colored logo feed, you're going to be getting Saturday morning or Friday evening a new show right into your ear holes. And if you're a member or if you're also if you're a patron, you can watch back. So you can go to YouTube, you can go to Twitch, etc. Um, so it's going to be an hour of just me and some random stories that I've dug up that have no home, that have no place except for with us so patreon.com slash situation room get at it um it's going to be 
a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I had a lot of fun doing the Twitchuation room for TYT. Sadly, that came to an end. So this is the next best thing. Only an hour, but it'll be tight. And of course, my cat will be making an appearance um, whenever possible. Uh, and I will describe her to you if you listen to the podcast. So there are also other reasons to become a patron. You get 20% off merch. You get uh, access to my AMAs, which I have not done in a while because I don't get a lot of questions. And so, like, it's a little bit chicken or the egg. And I'm, and I'm, but the other thing, <clears throat> and this is sort of in the, in, <laughs> this is, it's all, it's all happening. But, um, the American Prospect magazine, uh, and, myself uh, and the Bituation Room are going to be doing a little crossover. And so patrons of this show will also get all the American Prospect online um, for without any paywalls, um, as well as, I believe, a discount on the actual physical magazine. The American Prospect is wonderful. I write for it uh, every, every issue, almost every issue. Um, you can catch me on the back page writing some, probably some satirical bullshit take, uh, but it's been really, really fun. So uh that's another reason to become a patron is access to the american prospect access to a discount for the physical uh, edition of it you know i love print media uh we have to support specifically leftist print publications um as well as leftist podcasts so there you go and with all that y'all if you do lastly tbr dash live on venmo tbr live on cash up if you want a tip and you don't want to become a patron that's totally fine and with that let's Get into what we're bitching about. A lot on my mind, a lot happening. Uh, yes, not being able to sleep, big one. Uh, the fact that my gums hurt because I got a cleaning for the first time in like a year. The fact that health, dental insurance is a fucking racket. Um, what else? The endless bureaucracy of our healthcare system, uh, the fact that people are going to be kicked off of uh, SNAP and food programs necessary uh, to, you know, eat. And uh, that that sucks. That's a no that's awful. Uh, and then it'll just fuel a cycle of um, criminalizing the, you know, the poor <laughs> as uh, folks just kind of struggle to like, you know, again, put food in their stomach and on their tables or their family. So so it's going to be, you know, it's it's there's a lot to bitch about. Here's what I'm bitching about, though. Just because I drive a Prius that has a baby on board Yoda sticker doesn't mean you can pass me. Okay? That's not, it doesn't, it's, I know it seems like a green light that I'm, you know, I'm going to go 65 exactly, more like 55, right? I'm going to be in the slow lane and you're never going to get around me. But no, don't drive dangerous behind me. Hyundai, you know, slow down. I can go fast. In fact, I've got a lot of pickup on that Prius. All right. It's half electric. And we all know electric cars, they got pickup. So that is not licensed to go around. That's licensed to just don't kill me. See, I'm, I'm convinced that the baby on board sticker is just like, hey, this will be on your conscience for the rest of your life if you kill a baby. <laughs> when in reality, the sticker should just be like, hey, don't don't kill me. I'd like to live, please. Back up. Um, but, you know, people see Prius, they see baby on board, and they're like, this bitch is going to take her sweet-ass time. Right? Uh, and I don't appreciate that. Because I actually am a very aggressive driver, and I'm very good. Um, and, I, yes, I'm going to make that light for you, sir. You bo We'll both make it. Anyway. 
these are the small things, the small things in life that we need to have. Uh, we need to remember when we get mad. Uh, and with that, let me bring in for the rest of the show, artist and activist from Queens, New York, helps organize a coalition of Amazon workers, communities, activists, and small businesses. And he leads an activist artist collective called the Art Versus War and is the co-host of Beyond the Pale, New York City's radio home to the Jewish left. Welcome, Raphael Shimonov, and happy Purim. Thank you. And I say that in a non-Marjorie Taylor Greene way. <laughs> I was just trying to munch on some of the candies that I was given just now, right before going oh, live. Oh, oh. My kid drops a bag of candy. In your lap? That's amazing. They're both amazing and... Why? Why right before life? Why? Well, you you could have held off, but you did not. <laughs> they know. They know me better than that. Um, I did see that Marjorie Taylor Greene said, "Happy Purim." May it bring light, happiness, joy, and honor. Wow. I didn't see that. Wow, that's that was yesterday. Wow. Yeah, she was the, the she's the space laser lady, right? She yeah that bitch yeah 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 mm. she was. I'm so glad that you know we're we're deliberately forgetting who she is. Uh, she went to that Holocaust museum and she just doubled down on the fact that actually ever non, since she non-Jews are the real victim. <laughs> ever since she stopped doing those Geico caveman commercials, I really, I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. To follow. wow. You know, I, every time I pick apart like an open Nazis, like looks, I always get, people get mad at me and <laughs> if like, you know me to criticize why why go after it no that's not even they're just like eh, don't fat shame or don't you know call someone who's <laughs> ugly no she's ugly on the inside too people and i will fat shame the fuck out of donald trump all right he's a fat fuck all right and we need to treat him as such that, that i'm sorry i realize this is your time ref and uh i'm treading on it but i get very annoyed when people allow ask me to hold again <laughs> white nationalists to the same level no i'm sorry i won't but ref welcome back to the show it's been way too long you've been busy taking down major brands and corporations and we'll get into who and how and why later on in the show but what are you bitching about today today i don't know if you saw the fashion week robot dog on paris uh, accompanying a model oh god ah. yeah it's those bus and dynamic dogs that are there's like a there's obviously a pr campaign <laughs> they're obviously like trying no. to get them into these normal facets and and also extraordinary facets of our life to normalize them like they do with surveillance and and everything bad for us and just murders everyone on the catwalk <laughs> i was hoping because they didn't look friendly they look like a cobra slash dog yeah no they're terrifying like the one thing that's cute about a dog is is like the face or ears or floppy ears or a tail. Those things have nothing. Right. They've just got like psycho hind legs. But could it, how was it walking? Did it like do a little Kate Moss? Like, <laughs> I didn't see all of them. Apparently, there was a bunch of them for different models. There was one that went viral where it like kind of flirts with the model and then takes off uh, a garment of her clothing. Oh God, no! Yeah. <laughs> it's like the copper tone baby. You remember the copper tone baby, but like a, <laughs> a robot dog pulling down the underwear. Yeah. Um, it was always a very risque, but uh, I, you know what? Here's, you might be bitching about it, but I like it because that means <laughs> that's one less dog like terrorizing some village in the Middle East, right? Or like terrorizing uh people the unhoused 
you know i'm what i'm really like focusing on is this is france there's like production assistance when they saw this like how come i how, how come there was no like revolutionary spirit and and to like to sabotage these dogs to like i don't know drug the the handlers or right. throw, throw acid on, on it while yeah. they're sleeping unplug them something yeah the french man they they're too busy uh working on some other shit uh aren't they like protesting like lowering the retirement age for by a year or something oh, yeah, that's like, one of the big yeah, shut yeah. it all down we're just like no i guess you could do that <laughs> <laughs> sure what else is new i'm too tired to care um i like that that's a great thing to bitch about i obviously models should be i mean if they have the energy to go out and demonstrate <laughs> they should I, i believe the models have a certain set amount of calories and if they go over it they might faint on the runway exactly. but the production assistants behind the scenes like they have a lot of power i know i know they they have to just be like you know yeah dogs will not replace us i mean it's <laughs> it's funny but like it's not because it's it's funny but it's not that's a, that's a, that's the tagline of the show it's like funny but it's not no the the because you know we don't actually think about robots taking our jobs but um i think it was john nichols who's been on this show before and he's always like look we're living in a time of um like the climate crisis an economic crisis and then kind of the dawn of mm -hmm. you know robotics and the ways that robots and technology we think i mean under extreme capitalism what all it's doing is taking actually taking away people's jobs and not supplanting or replacing it with i don't know universal basic income you know anything so it's um but we don't think of it that way we think of robots like well, that's cool doop do you know but and i will get into it but in places like amazon warehouses it it quite literally might be i mean this is what the bezos is and the musks are just they can't fucking wait to fire everybody so they can replace people with dogs robot dogs yeah um the the other part is i don't know if you read from molly crabapple her whole piece about ai stuff and how all these kind of robots and and apps are instead of replacing the a lot of the uh creative things that we like to do uh, they're trying to replace like art and right. uh music and things that there was one image i saw the other day beautiful video of 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 these sheep being herded on in the Europe somewhere i don't know where uh -huh. green rolling hills and then they zoom in and it's one of these robot dogs doing the herding instead of oh like, god like, like a shepherd <laughs> and it was just so they're like, putting babe out of work like babe's <laughs> like putting babe out of work oh <laughs> but babe was already a scab for like the 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 dogs like babe was already putting the dogs out of work now the robots are putting anyway it's a whole that's like what why again the fucking problems that don't exist yeah um anywho uh we have to i want to bring in our next guest with this particular setup which is and i might have mentioned this on the show before but i did talk to the head of ai at google this was you know years ago actually like 5 years ago and he goes you know the one thing we haven't been able to do is program um ai to have a sense of humor. Like we cannot pro sure that you can load in a joke, you know, to to like tell a joke that somebody else wrote, but you can't get a uh, an AI to write a joke, which I'm like, yes, like they don't understand humor. Um so pretty much everyone on the internet. Um uh, JK except for the people here now watching live. Um 
And with that, someone who cannot be replicated. A uh, comedian of UCB who made her late night debut on Conan and was featured on Last Call with Carson Daly and performed at Comedy Fest like Just for Laughs, SF Sketch Fest, and South by Southwest. Please welcome back to the show, Maggie May. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. First uh, of all, Raphael, I'm still screaming about the Geico commercial, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green. She looked like she's. She looks like she smells like she left a gym at all times. And she did like a like a wet dog. I've never seen wet dog incarnate before her. Just that bulldog teeth. Yeah, I feel like she smells like a Miley Cyrus perfume. And you know what I mean? Like whatever that smells like. <laughs> Just something from Ross Dress for Less. Yes. Absolutely. Marked down. Absolutely. And opened. Yeah. <laughs> Just bad. Wonder, you can't take the price sticker off forever. <laughs> and there's like three right. layers of prices on it. Yeah. Many layers. <laughs> um, all right. See, we can do it because it's Marjorie Green. Um, Maggie, yeah. what are you bitching about though? See, you guys were all bitching about like important stuff. Me, I'm just bitching about brunch. Mm. Um, I'm not a brunch person. Okay, brunch is just breakfast that got a rebrand. <laughs> I would not wake up for that food anyway. I'm not a breakfast person. I don't like breakfast kind of foods. But no, they found some good PR. All of a sudden, we got to do it at noon and whatnot. And me, I also don't like to eat at restaurants anymore, like after the pandemic. So it's like, yeah. Did they wash their hands? Even if I'm not eating something breakfasty, if I'm doing like shrimp, did they devein the shrimp? Mm. Did they devein the shrimp front and back? Right. Like, yeah, the poo poo. You just, you never know. And then the the one in the front, people just leave that and they just put that on my plate to eat. Like I'm. You mean the hands, little fingies? No, okay, so there's the there's the poop vein. Yeah, yeah. And then in the front, there's that little white vein. Oh, God. So you like clean off the hands and stuff like that. And then there's a little white vein that you got to use. Oh, okay. I love how this there. started with brunch, but then specifically, you know what? People don't clean shrimp, right? <laughs> <laughs> because the last time I went to brunch, I had um, shrimp and waffles. Ooh. Fried shrimp and waffles. Well, oh, yeah. Okay, fried. I was like, yeah, fried, fried, anything fried, fine. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you were like, good, not but- worth it though ultimately you just never you don't want to be at your table trying to like clean it off yourself doing surgery and stuff like <laughs> open up this shrimp um no look here's what i will say about brunch it is number one i think you need everything like i need eggs and pancakes and hash browns and like i need all of it but just like a little bit of all of it so i love anything that has like all the grand slammy whatever whatever um where it's all together but i will say that it's the one meal that actually i'm pretty good at cooking like i'm actually pretty good at eggs like i would never go out and eat an omelet or like get like a scramble i'm like i do this very well um maybe french toast pancakes for sure even though you know but so it it is it's on that cusp of like "Mm, i could do this i just yeah do that but i also one time in la saw a woman in a brunch line pass out just fully faint because that's how much people supposedly like brunch which is like oh i will go hungry and i will not eat for an hour to be to get this you know whatever cardamom fucking french toast <laughs> you know? i mean what is the brunch lobby doing that the the liner lobby failed at 
Really? <laughs> Honestly. No one even knows what Linner is. No one even knows what Linner is. And you know what? Good meal. Linner, by the way, I'm like super into Linner because I have to, like you're eating around four because I, I gotta I gotta keep like producing milk in my body. And by the time I put baby down, like if you don't eat between like one and six when baby goes, like that's, you need more calories. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. So I'm very into Linner. Just want to like shout out to Linner. You should get mm-hmm. nursing moms to push your shit. Um, anyhow. I like a good night meal, any night meal. Oh yeah? Any later meal, nothing, like, it's like, I just woke up. Right. You're just, you can put syrup in my face. You like breakfast, but do you like breakfast at like 1 a.m.? No. Oh no? I don't like eggs, I don't like oh, right. no pancakes, breakfast. waffles, none, none of that. It. Right. Steak and eggs, that's a breakfast thing. I would just eat the steak. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I hate eggs with the fire of like a thousand You must suns. be saving so much money right Seriously. Now. Yes, what I'm so rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm egg rich. <laughs> uh, that's, I love it. Look, that's a controversial opinion, y'all. Don't like brunch. Um, but there are more serious things to get into, of course. Uh, other things happen in the news. Things I didn't write about, things I didn't write jokes about because I am very tired however we've got three main stories um so this is the week where this was the week where pharma giant eli Lilly found it in their rotten hearts to lower the price of insulin to just 35 dollars a vial Mm, still feels kind of expensive to me but in fact it used to cost like an average $100 a vial. And that's average. And it's far more than any other country in the world. Um, but Eli Lilly, and we'll talk about why they did it. Um, they will cut their list prices by 70% for most commonly prescribed forms of insulin, Humalog and Humalin, beginning from the fourth quarter of this year, the drug maker said on Wednesday. And totally autonomously, all right? Uh and they said, while we could wait for Congress to act or the healthcare system in general to apply that standard, we're just applying it ourselves, the company's chief executive, David Ricks, told CNN in an interview. Now, there's a number of things to point out here. Number one, that part of Joe Biden's um, Inflation Reduction Act, a small part of it, would said that Medicare could negotiate drug prices and that no one who was on Medicare would pay more than $35 for insulin. That's again, if you're on Medicare and that's again, not until the year, I believe Raf, correct me if I'm wrong, 2024. So it's not even immediate. It, you still would have had to wait and it's insulin. And I think a number of other drugs, there's going to be price caps and it's like, yay. You know, I have a dad who's actually going through treatment and could need, like, could really use some of that stuff now, like some of the affordable meds now. But no, 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 we got to wait till 2024. Interesting, Eli Lilly jumps the gun on Biden and does this himself. But another little sort of eh, um, curveball here that back a few months ago, if you guys remember, when Mr. Lil Lil Muskie Poo unveiled Twitter Blue where you could pay to be important or what you think is important and what you imagine is important with your blue check mark and you can pay for that service. And of course, because there's nothing left at Twitter except for, you know, random just dust bunnies. They're like, you know how to code, right? And 
<laughs> they didn't make sure that you couldn't just change your name and buy a blue check mark next to your supposed uh, name. And so here is a one, Rafael Shimonov, I think we've all heard of him, uh, tweeting, quote tweeting, in fact, <laughs> what one, what one um, uh, uh, account did, which was call themselves Eli Lilly and Company, and write, we're excited to announce insulin is free now. Amazing. Like, First of all, I'm sure this was ref halfway through the the retweets that this got because it was so good. Um, so looks completely official. Raf, you had the um, you had the idea to just hey, let's just check in on the stock price of Eli Lilly after that tweet went out. Tell me how this came about, and then you see you, and then you you wrote, did Twitter Blue just cost Eli Lilly billions of dollars? Yes, and you see here, there's a graph. He wrote, he he screenshotted, and there's a just a Massive dip. What is this? November 11th. <laughs> Raph, tell me the origin of this and your take on what Eli Lilly is doing now. Yeah, I think you're good to know that one of the accidental things that happened with Elon Musk's, you know, Thunderdome hellscape Twitter theme is is really <laughs> is really like just this lapse in security, right? Like where anyone could be anyone. So there's this huge list of all these impersonations. Eli Lilly being one of them done by anonymously at the time by my friend, Sean Morrow. Nice. And uh, he, he just, you know, decided, and he knew he could get banned. Like Twitter can actually ban your other accounts and stuff because now it has your identity and with your credit card. So he was just like, all right, I'm going to go all in. Right. And, and he decided to do what I say is the most successful troll in Twitter history where it got this troll caused this, plummet also plummeted i also checked it with other insulin selling companies and manufacturers and they all plummeted and really it, it demonstrated it was interesting every all the all the tech you know finance guys uh -huh. uh, would reply to me and be like well technically this wasn't the uh because of this it was that and then the markets closed here and there and it was just bs and, but then and the financial paper started to repeat what i was saying and then they shut up. And uh, what you saw was the stocks plummeting everywhere. And really the analysis being that people are noticing they can't really hide anymore. And anytime these things are going to come up, uh, people are going to just be angry. And the laws that are going to be enacted because of that, the, th the support Bernie's going to have to lowering them, support Biden's going to have to lowering them yeah. is going to be vast. And that's a risk for shareholders. And so they did this as a, as a, as a way to please some of their shareholders. You mean the reduction, the $35? It's $35, but it's to the insurance company. It's still thousands of dollars. It's for people who are uninsured. It's still going to be thousands of dollars. Uh, you know, it's, 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 I think it's like 30 times the price, something like that uh, from, from that one. That's just like the consumer end of it. And also they limit, there's a lot of fine, fine uh, print here. You know, you mm -hmm. just never, just never thank a corporation for anything. Like when Exxon was forced to clean up a spill, they actually ran commercials about how they're cleaning up the spill and with this like angelic music. Like they just market on anything. And really this preemptive move, I guess, is smart on their part to like kind of deflate kind of um, some of the legislators who might pass things. But uh, generally speaking, um, you have to go through their portal. You have to sign up. You have to check your spam folder. You have to print the coupon. You have to do all of the, this process. Oh, oh, oh. So it's, oh, so it's still going to be the thousands of dollars. Yeah. But if you go through the right bureaucratic hoops yeah. and you put in your little code, website, yeah. you can just you can get a discount. Oh, OK, mm -hmm. so like everything in this fucking country that we're told happens under socialism, but actually just happens 
here under extreme capitalism. But any, I just, before I let you jump in, Maggie, like, do you think, I think that tweet had something to do with it. You just, they, he, they got called out. Yeah. And what is the stock market this fragile and idiotic that they're like, oh no, free, I guess I won't move investment. You know, like what? I mean, if you show that a tweet could shake some a corporation, like that corporation is going to, in effect, be shook, you know, like the shareholders will be shook and they were shook. They were shook. Uh, Maggie, the, what what do you make of this move? Um, lowering the price is 30. Are we like happy with 35? No, <laughs> no. Like how many people need insulin in this country? Like, isn't it? one of the most widely used drugs out there. Yes. So we're charging people there. I mean, I am a little bit biased because I'm someone who has been kicked off of a medication because it was too expensive. And like just having to go through and have your doctor tell you like, oh yeah, your insurance now saw one little tick on your blood test and they figure that they can put you on some on some cheap medication instead of the one that you've been using that you've been needing that's you know, causing us 10,000 a pop. Like we can't do that anymore. Yep. Like we were last month, like they're looking for any little reason to want to kick people off of medication. And it's like, if that's what you're doing, are you an insurance company or are you a death panel? Yeah, no, I, at this point they are, they're absolutely a death panel. And I, I'm like, we're just, I can't believe we're 10 years. What are we 10 more than over 10 years since the Affordable Care Act passed and like, I, I, I don't know. It, it's a little bit of the, we had a conversation last week about the four hour, four day work week. You know, we've had, which we didn't get until like the early 1900s. So it's like, let's, I think we can go for way more now. And like, we, we're back to like, oh, now everyone is mandated on this shitty ass healthcare. Um, and it's shit. Like I pay through the nose and the same thing, the same run around with your fucking, with the meds and all that. Um, Anyway, uh, 32, 34.2 million people um, who, who have diabetes in this country. Uh, so, yeah, it is very, very well common. If we can't beat it, if we can't win on insulin for the thing that was created and then given, given for free back to society saying that everyone should have this sold yeah. for a dollar, the patent, something like that, something silly. Yeah. A dollar. And if we can't if we can't win it with that on something that doesn't cost anything to manufacture, uh, I don't know what we could win. So I think if we all focus on insulin right now, that could be kind of the the gateway, you know, like the the final straw, I feel. Absolutely. Or the, or the beginning spark, I mean. And I do think, you know, we'll talk about Amazon in a little bit, but I also feel like it's a lesson in when Bernie sets his mind to something corporations get scared <laughs> you know i mean he effectively he just never stops <laughs> he just doesn't stop you know how long was he asking you know talking about amazon workers needing a raise you know and then amazon's like um we've decided to offer 25 an hour but like <laughs> you know just because we thought we figured i followed um, bernie through the country during his campaign and people were the number one complaint about bernie was that Every stump speech, he said the same thing. You know, Amazon right. workers must get more money. Amazon workers, and everyone was just like, "Please, can you change it up? Can you change it up?" But he, he's one of the few that get it. Where every day there's a new person that hears you. Yes. So it's not it's 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 worth annoying people with the same message, just to get that new person on board. 
I mean, we're comics, uh, Maggie and I understand it's, it's your set list. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're going to, you got to bring out the bangers. People want to hear them. Um, you got it. You end with your closers and then you make more fans and then you got to write a new hour, but like, you know, Bernie, <laughs> but if nothing changes around you, then Bernie doesn't have to necessarily yeah. write that new hour. You take the same set to Irvine, Brea, you take it to Lancaster, you take that man. set. Yeah. yeah. Take it around. Um, and he's on tour actually right now with his book. And, um, my mom saw him. She, I think she was very proud that she went to go see him. She like sent me a photo. She's like, I'm seeing Bernie Sanders. And I was like, I did tell her that even though I did just have a kid, but I was like, if you put Bernie in the white house, I'll put a bun in the oven. Cause she was like, when am I going to be a grandma? And I'm like, if you help elect Bernie Sanders president, I'm having kids. And so now that it's Biden, I think it'll just be one kid anyway. Um, <laughs> let's move, let's move on. Cause there is, there was an interesting twist this week. Big news out of Chicago where there's going to be a runoff for mayor um, that does not actually include the current mayor of Chicago, Democrat Lori Lightfoot, who failed to win a large enough percentage of votes to make it to the runoff. Instead, it's going to be a, a battle between tough on crime Paul Vias. I don't know if it's Vales or Vias. I'm not sure. Uh, versus leftist and former Chicago Teachers Union member Brandon Johnson. This is a huge upset for Lightfoot. It's, you know, um, producer Paige and I were talking about it. It's kind of like Karen Bass versus Rick Caruso, but actually not because Bass is far more of a establishment Democrat, if you will, um, than I think even uh, than, than Brandon is, than Brandon Johnson is. So Let's just go into like their backstories a little bit and how different of a race this is and sort of get your guys' thoughts on it. Because Lori Lightfoot, by the way, okay, maybe let's just go into Lightfoot. Um, she, <laughs> okay, to her credit, she looks, she's like horribly dressed. And, and you know what? <laughs> it takes gut to, to wear such terrible outfits you know the but she okay she, <laughs> a few things that she's done she um this was actually kind of sick she bragged on a zoom meeting that she had the quote biggest dick in chicago which obviously look at those pants um i would vote for her she actually has one leg damn um she she sort of ran as more of a progressive, but she, let's say, she ba she backed away from a campaign pledge to support an elected school board in Chicago. She backed away from police reform, she promised. She resisted demands to digitize complaint records on police and stalled efforts to create a civilian oversight body with more powers. Um, there was a botched implosion of a coal plant in the Mexican neighborhood of Little Village um, under her watch that created a 400-foot toxic cloud. Um Let's see. So they like kept, I guess, the results from that secret. Um, lots and lots and lots of 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 things that people are unhappy about um, about Lori Lightfoot. So who are these alternatives? And interestingly, um, Vias and Johnson have been on the opposite side. So in '95, then Mayor Daly, Richard Daly, handpicked Vias to become CEO of CPS, of Chicago Public Schools, which came under direct mayoral control that year rather than being run democratically after a Republican drafted bill designed to centralize power over the education system passed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what did Vias do as he was a teacher? Remember, Brandon, uh, what, Brandon Johnson was part of the Chicago Teachers Union, former teacher. 
Um, he, via uh, his tenure, included attacking and vilifying teacher, the teachers' union, privatizing services like custodial staff, firing educators, elevating standardized testing as a primary marker of student and school achievement that created a path to un to close underperforming schools and replace them with charters. Yes, like every fucking city. Um, in line with his business model for education via slash school budgets and ended key CPS programs, he also paused pension payments for CPS workers, moved money into a general fund, led to a disastrous consequence for school districts and budgets that are still being felt. So what about Johnson? What did he run on? Brandon Johnson... His stated priorities include increasing funding to neighborhood schools, year-round youth employment programs, reopening the city's public mental health clinics, shuttered by uh, the OG asshole Rahm Emanuel, reducing fares on public, in public transit, investing in new affordable housing, instituting a Chicago Green New Deal to boost environmental protections. Um, and he's, of course, proposing real estate taxes, um, luxury taxes in order to pay for that. Um, quote, the ultra-rich and large corporations continue to benefit from the subjugation and isolation of poverty, and my budget plan speaks to these critical investments. So it's a little bit, if I were to LAify it, it feels like if the people's budget here in LA or and BLM LA were to like run a candidate and that person were, were going head-to-head -head with Caruso, rather than, I think, Karen Bass, who... TBD, of course, she just assumed office, but I think is much more not about to restructure the budget. But anyway, I'll, I'll kick it to Raf. I don't know. Any thoughts on this? Well, I'm a member of Working Families Party, and they do their homework when they research people, and they're backing, of course, they backed Brandon Johnson, of course. But Lori Lightfoot, really, the, the big lesson I feel like from her campaign is, and it's a lesson to all electeds around the country, if you kind of ran a little bit in the middle, but your street team was progressives because mm. they were trying to, to to help you win over a fascist or whoever, um, you you don't. There's a cost for abandoning them when you start legislating, when you start taking office, and this is the cost, and this is going to continue to happen. You're you just don't have that that team anymore uh, because I'm going to be honest. It's it, the people who are knocking on the doors in the rain and the cold during COVID, during uh, sh electrical shutdowns, you name it, are the left. Mm. And um, if, they're, if they've somehow decided you're strategic, even though you're in the center, you're strategic enough to like push back fascism, push back corporatism, push back Wall Street for a little, mo a little moment so we can continue to organize, uh, you should see that as a, as a warning. Because if you don't, if you don't feed us, like we, we won't come out. Yeah. And when we don't come out, you lose. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, it, it he did w serve ter two terms and he did win, but it sort of reminds me. I mean, people feel like I feel like looking at the Obama administration and not learning the lesson that. I don't know, I guess he never he was someone who never really felt <laughs> the way the left didn't come out for him, but he's definitely a case in that, you know, using a movement to get into power and then kind of like appointing and assigning all the same old, same old status quo, um, you know, admin beltway assholes <laughs> into high positions and not sort of like using that movement to your advantage or like make, you know, making good on your, on your promises and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, Laura, it's a, it is a really important lesson in that. And I'm glad, I mean, look, who knows what's going to happen? 
Paul Vias might very well be the next mayor of Chicago. And he might very, you know, whatever his tough on crime, I actually don't really know the platform, but I know the platform. And I think, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about, where it's like, yeah, we've heard this same, I'm a businessman, I'll turn everything into a shopping mall, you know, like, <laughs> um, like, okay. So, and we know that's worse, but it's a little bit of a, you know, we get to see the Bernie Trump matchup on a local level. You know, have you seen the photo of Lori Lightfoot with the beer? No, but is her giant dick next to it? <laughs> well, yeah, it's helping, scale? Helping, it's helping her walk. <laughs> but there's just like this side. If you just Google, if you just put on Twitter, Lori Lightfoot beer, it's the sad. It's the it's when she lost and she's just walking <laughs> out alone with a giant, I think, 32 can case of, of beer in the dark. It's just. <laughs> really sad hang on hang on we have to yeah i'll put it <laughs> see the name doesn't do it for me i heard Lori lightfoot and i was like isn't she in jail for getting her kid to college with a water polo scholarship or oh something? right 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 who's that one um that is uh Lori. what not Le is it leffler no no leffler is <laughs> is a homegirl who from the senate but um Oh my God, this is an amazing photo. Hang on, sorry. Uh, the chat will know, I'm sure. But hang on. W wait. So I love how. <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> so Yo, just like 24 of Modelo with my oversized jacket. There we go. And I'm sure like the handler or the assistant was like, I'll carry that for you. And he's like, he's like no, I got it's like, no, it's mine. I do. I would... It's a suitcase of beer. I was imagining a 40 ounce. And I was like, oh, she's going to go home and drink her 40 and call it a day. No, she's got a suitcase of beer. The thing is, <laughs> I feel like she should have just looted that, you know, just for like old times. <laughs> Breaking it up. Breaking into the Walmart, uh, yeah, bitches. I'll give y'all some crime to be tough on. Yeah, exactly. Starting with this. Um, <laughs> first of all, that's amazing. It also, it's such a, it's a celebratory modello. Like those are definitely that's a pack for like celebration. Yeah. Um, and instead, <laughs> and I also really like how her handler, her person, or her security is dressed exactly like her. Um. <laughs> You know, no, no disrespect for the suit. You know, you gotta gotta wear a suit and and, and uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Just took everybody to men's warehouse and got extra yes. extra large. Sometimes they make a double to for security purposes. They do. Decoy. You're gonna like the way you look, <laughs> Lori. You're gonna like the way. Oh, Lori definitely needs a little men's warehouse sponsorship. That'd be adorable. Um, she'll. We'll see. We'll see. I. You know. I don't know enough about Lori Lightfoot, so I'm curious about everyone, you know, comments and folks can weigh in. But I definitely think that Raph is right. It's a good lesson. And like, this is what happens when you don't deliver for people. And it is a little bit of a like, uh, you know, a warning to I mean, again, it doesn't necessarily translate on the federal level. We'll see. We'll see 2024 what comes with Biden. Um, <clears throat> but I also don't think that Biden can do nothing between now and when he's facing re-election. So, uh, anywho, we have another story, a, f a final story that actually Raph knows quite a lot about. 
Um, so this was the week where uh, the Amazon Corporation, yes, you've heard of it, um, decided to press pause on its construction of HQ2 in Northern Virginia. Yes, Raf is uh, cheering uh, with his hands. Uh, here we are. Amazon Pause HQ2. Exactly. You need a fucking 24 pack of Modelo in this case. And uh, so Virginia's bid for HQ2, you guys remember the bidding wars. Uh, Raf will explain what that looked like in New York. Um, came with promises to invest in region, the wor- regional workforce, particularly a graduate campus of Virginia Tech that is under construction just a couple of miles from Amazon's under construction campus in Crystal City. There were a lot of things that Amazon was going to get for choosing uh, Northern Virginia. Um, the incentives were the state promised $22,000 for each new Amazon job <laughs> on the condition that the average worker salary for those jobs was 150 k annually, which is like, oh, well, uh, why don't why not just make it 172000 and um, <clears throat> or less or whatever it is. Those incentives were about $550 million for the 25000 projected jobs, so not nothing. Arlington County also promised Amazon a cut of its hotel tax revenue, ridiculous, on the theory that hotel occupancies would increase significantly once Amazon builds out its campus. That incentive projected initially at about $23 million is dependent on how many square feet of office Amazon space occupies in the county. So this is the spokeswoman for Virginia Economic Development Partnership, which I assume works with the state. Um but said state officials are not concerned about this though. Um, There are 8,000 workers now employed at the headquarters and they're running about 3000 ahead of what was expected. So nothing to see here. Um, She said, there's no incentive that's been paid out to Amazon. The company's scheduled to submit its first application for payment on April 1st. Just like write a little invoice. Anyway, we created (laughs) a lot of jobs and I'd like my money. (laughs) Um, Uh. Amazon would then receive its first grant payment on or after July 1st, 2026. So there's a little spin and we have a different spin to give on it, but um, there are also layoffs at Amazon and not necessarily on the warehouse level. In fact, there's difficulty in hiring, I believe at the warehouse level, but um, in throughout the corporation, there've been massive layoffs. What I read was that During the pandemic, there was sort of this overshooting over this this uh, presumption that much more money was going to be made than is made, which is still billions every minute. But Raf, what's your take on why they press pause on this? Yeah. So you mentioned you had a deal with the, like a promotion deal with American Prospect. They're actually people should do that Patreon with you because one of the best writers about Amazon and, and analysts about it is an American Prospect writer, David Diane. Mm-hmm. And he early on exposed that really that whole contest Amazon uh, started where all these cities do this like hunger games of like, pick me, pick me. Um, that was really just like a data collection scam where we as as like activists and and uh, city workers and, and, and researchers have been trying to get city data for years so that we could design programs, budgeting, you know, campaigns, and we can't. Uh, They handed this data to Amazon. All of these cities around the country just handed all of their economic data, development data, infrastructure stuff, like everything. Yeah. And so this was all like a big scheme and they had already decided where they're going to go. To your point, don't you think I didn't clip that up uh, from David Dayan from Mm -hmm. the American Prospect um, here was his take on it. Um, 
as Raf is saying, um, interestingly, the the phase that has not been filled out of of the HQ two is the public green space, commercial restaurant, retail outlets, basically all the community and broader economic benefits that a city would expect in return of a truckload for a truckload of subsidies would be pushed off. So that's important to note what they're not going to build. But to Raf's point. Um, day and rights, but Amazon got something much bigger. It got proprietary information from cities in virtually every corner of the United States, information about public property, access to infrastructure, makeup of the workforce, a treasure trove of documents for com a company that wants to put a facility somewhere. It also got a specific bid for how much that city would be willing to give to Amazon in economic development subsidies. They got all the city planning data on the future construction of America of America for free, as well as bidding information that offered insight as to who might pony up fat subsidies. That was always the goal of the HQ2 project where corporate office executives would live and work was completely sec secondary. The pausing of Arlington project helps reinforce that. So it to yeah. that point, Raf, are you saying that as an activist, like organizations want that information and that like working with Athena or, you know, working families party is that not readily available no you have to scour and get through all these antiquated systems and and pay money and hire lawyers and things to do all those things the city's just handed it to, to amazon and really it's a good us uh, uh it's good for us to actually depict what amazon really is amazon is really a surveillance company um it's it's really uh monetizes and makes its money from its like putting its tentacles throughout every system in our government and uh, civic life and becoming indispensable and drawing from that data that they can profit off of. And also they what they learned from all of those uh, bids was which towns they can move into, which towns have uh, city councils who are kind of like are willing to do deals in secret, for example, mm. and 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 shut out the local community because the local community is going to be like, how about building us a school? How, what are you going to do about pollution? What are you going to do about the taxes? What are you going to do about job quality? And instead, you know, they lock them out. Like in, so we at Athena Coalition, we actually started from the group that won that 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 beat off Amazon from Queens, HQ two, the same yes. facility. Yes. And so right. So folks don't know HQ two was going to be in Long Island City, and then dun dun dun, Raf entered the picture. And then a small group of, of 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 folks started a thing that became a popular movement in New York City against it. AOC came in. All of the all of the worker groups, uh, community groups came in, and there was this beautiful beautiful coalition. Oftentimes, even a coalition that was so broad that you wouldn't see them together prior to it. Um, mm, nice. So that kind of created a model for Athena Coalition, which is a national thing where I'm at. And it's over 50 organizations, grassroots, all of them. And we combine our forces with workers, with communities, with immigrants, climate fighters, Palestinians, every everywhere where Amazon has targeted, mm -hmm. we find allies and we build our coalition. And recently, like, one thing Consumer Reports found, which Consumer Reports, when I grew up with Consumer Reports, it was like, don't get this dryer, get, don't get this toaster, get this. <laughs> this Consumer Reports is fucking bad. It's, it's so badass because they they did research and they found out that Amazon has been targeting its warehouses across the country to, to black and brown communities mm. um, where they can kind of 
they feel like they can have like from into disinvested communities, they'll have more leverage to have deals in secret, to pay people off, to, you know, to, you know, pay, you know, like, uh, donate right. <laughs> and uh to to really go around the communities and build in some of these maps they found they were building a warehouse across the street from the school knowing that it's going to be like thousands of trucks every day with their fumes Oof. um so one of those places for example was our coalition member make the road in new jersey right who they amazon tried to use this uh information and all of these connections they have to open up an air hub they don't have many air hubs around their country not that many and they're very vital. They're the ones that replenish all of the warehouses around the country. So a Newark, they're going to take over a part of the Newark airport and, and have their own planes and their own things there. And they did it in secret. Um, and the coalition came together. Little kids came outside and they started counting trucks. They made it into science projects. Nice. How much pollution it's going to mean like this. Little old ladies, little, you know, everyone came out and defeated it. And it just became like a long string of defeats for Amazon now culminating in this HQ2 embarrassment, which we actually call in the movement HQ poo because it's in the shape <laughs> of the poop emoji. The architecture for the facility just looks like a massive duke. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> HQ poo, yeah. HQ poo. And so the idea, like it kind of exposes more broadly that these like the bidding wars and all that bullshit where like you have cities groveling you know please i'll give you this subsidy like you can pave a road we'll pave a road for you out of our poor people you know like like all that stuff like that actually it's all bullshit and they were never they're not in the business of revitalizing they're in the business of leeching off of already um you know yeah communities yeah. have been divested in from and uh offering them non-union middling wages jobs that are dangerous where people drop dead and then they just sort of go on with their day in new jersey and now it, it was the injuries that hit the headlines the first the thing that hit the headlines was the pee in the bottles everyone right. wanted to talk about the pee in the bottle yes that was like Great a symbol of something even worse and that was just the injuries so they have twice the injuries of other warehouses around the country in some cities five six times the injuries and now What's happening is uh, deaths where people are dying and then they, 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 they cover the body with boxes so that people can continue to work and they don't tell his, his or her colleagues that there's a dead body next to you yeah. because they don't want that report. They don't want that press. They don't want that iPhone video. They, they just want to continue like this machine. This, uh, and, and behind that is this surveillance mechanism. Behind that is quotas and and things that just really literally work people until they break yeah and in new jersey uh last year in three weeks there was three deaths uh, three weeks of uh one week apart three in within three weeks in three different facilities my god oh my god um, and uh really now it's coming to four people kind of know what they're about people see kind of through it like the sheen is really off. Bezos couldn't even get his boat out and disassemble that bridge at that point. And they had to oh my God. break it in half again and then bring it out. Uh, Bezos tried to get, uh, this is all like Bezos tried to get his name near Martin on Martin Luther King library in DC, like for like a pittance amount of money. And our communities came out 
beat that back. Uh, in California, we passed a law. Uh, look up IE workers. That's Inland Empire, the biggest yes. warehouse areas in the world. In the world. Yes. Right? And their victories on Amazon every day happening, including a law that's passed uh, against their surveillance and their quota system that's breaking workers. So, first of all, Maggie, please jump in. Anything you want to add? Or any? I mean, like, I'm I'm very floored by. I like the idea of little kids jumping into the mix and being like, "Nah, fuck your company," you know. And I know Maggie. Sometimes, other than stand up, you are you you've been known to substitute teach and i'm wondering if that gives you more or less hope in the idea that one day we will break up big corporations uh if you're like i feel like these kids are kind of they fuck with some nationalizing and breaking up corporations yeah but i i mean especially from what you guys are saying it's the knowledge of it, like knowing that they're going to come into your com your city or your community, knowing that they're going to want to have meetings with people right. and knowing that they're intentionally wanting to shut you out of these meetings. Like at a point, it's like, what can I fight that I don't know is there? Right. You know, and it just for me, it's very like it's everything is just very signs on the wall when we start to like kowtow to like these giant businesses. This is like. 20 years removed from Mad Max like <laughs> what do they really like crumbles real quick but yeah right Bezos like people they're releasing the water <laughs> that's the thing it's like you're <laughs> you're forcing people to have kids that clearly they can't afford because if they could it would not be that big of an issue um people are not making money like any kind of a livable you know wage without any kind of a fight so it's like what what are what are the logical things that will happen a lot of people not a lot of money you know yep. bjs are 25 bucks you know like everything <laughs> everything crumbles everything gets bad like when you have people fighting for resources like that and it's like it seems very clear to me like this is setting up a situation where people are going to have to real quick start fighting for resources start fighting for jobs start fighting for like a piece of the cookie that Mr. Bezos handed their community. Yeah. And that's like, the, and that's sort of the push and pull, which are, we are like, you know, I'm sure part of the communities where a warehouse is set to, I mean, that's what we're talking about is set to, you know, land is they're like, well, we need some investment. We need some jobs and this is all we right. got. So why not? And I mean, right. I also, we, we should talk about the fact that Amazon's now, it looks like we'll be able to buy one medical group. Um, entering them into the healthcare game right what what i i will burn down an amazon fulfillment center <laughs> i will do it just kidding i won't this is on youtube but but uh, just kidding like what if they offer me like 30 dollars a month for a healthcare plan i'll be like uh okay you know what i mean like you're they yeah. are ultimately this is the brilliance of vulture capitalism is you sort of see you know, it's not disrupting. It's seeing where other capitalism has failed. You feed on the carcass of the state and you feed on the carcass of other capitalists or slash our own bodies. I don't know. I'm trying to work out the metaphor, but, <laughs> but you know, and pretty soon, I mean, speaking of like schooling, I was just thinking about education. They're going to go into ed education at some point, you know, they're going to, oh, they're yeah. going for it all. And, well, and they already they, are in education. In what ways? They, uh, Bezos himself is personally invested in a lot of like, uh, schools and things that are, yeah, 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 yeah. they're right. into it. And, um, 
they're into they're basically they they, they put their finger in everything and as you said the, the what the things that they help defund Mm-hmm. which is schools and hospitals and healthcare and housing and all those things, they come as a solution for with a fraction of what they would have paid in the taxes. Right. And they're celebrated. They even print these giant big checks. Like what I was a kid, I would, you know, like publishers clearinghouse when I was a kid, they would have these giant checks. They would come to people's doors. They would cry. And now there's like <laughs> this huge company coming with a giant check to this community. And they have, they've been disinvested so much because of Amazon and their lobbyists. Yeah. Um, that they have to cheer getting this, even though on the bottom of their breath, they're like, you know, fuck Jeff Bezos. Right, right, right. It's like when Ellen comes to your, like, school and is like, here's $10,000. You're like, thanks, bitch. You're like, <laughs> you're terrible. But then, but then there's that layer of, like, billionaire worship where people don't realize just because someone has made a billion dollars doesn't mean that they're a smart, good helpful worthwhile person they are certainly not here for your benefit like uh it just reminded me of a i I had tweeted once about uh guys please let's not let there be an elon musk presidency let's just not let that happen and some broad tweeted back at me like well he's really getting he's certainly getting the job done this is before he bought twitter oh god he's certainly getting the job done and i respond i was like what jobs? What's he getting done? Just being rich. And then like a month later, he bought Twitter and tanked it. So it's like, so he's not getting the job done. Like he had one job in your head and he didn't do it. But in your head, you were like, he's really doing it. He's he's out here talking confidently. He's got and like he's... three jobs and he's not doing any of them. You know? <laughs> like how hard but then he, he's also doing nothing for the random people who are sitting at home like, oh yeah, Elon Musk, he's really making a difference. It's like You know what he's doing, Maggie? He- he's triggering you. <laughs> That's the job. <laughs> Triggered. Um no He went overtime. First of all, can we miss I ducked under the news about Elon Musk getting mad and like firing his team over the fact that Joe Biden had more engagement on his Super Bowl tweet than he did. <laughs> In a way, I feel like it's performance art. Like he's if anything, <laughs> if I was to hire a white guy. To, to performance art about what it is to be white and rich in this country where you could just bend the rules and make things that are unpopular popular make failures make you rich yes and make <laughs> lies be the truth like it's like it, it's i think we're all kind of learning some kind of lesson here and maybe we come out on the other side like it, it, elon musk can never be president because elon musk was in charge of twitter yeah exactly and i was just reminded born in south africa which honestly real sigh of relief um and let's i kind of am thankful for that law um but raf i've always had this debate about who's worse right like matt and i my husband um matt and i have this debate of like whether musk is worse than bezos right and i kind of I always hated Musk a little bit more and Bezos seemed to like know how to like shut the fuck up because he's odious and he makes so much, you know, more money than we'll see in a lifetime in the time it was, we were live on this show. Um, But so, but what about Bezos? What about, what about this little, little megalomaniac? Where's he going and how do we stop him? So I think like it's Bezos has been a boon to organizing and, and Musk too. 
because they are they play the villain so well. But yeah. I think it's a mistake to focus on these individuals mm-hmm. where if if they just left, there would just be another person systemically that pops up in their place. Right. And really focus on like what structures and this and all those things that make a Bezos possible, that make a Musk possible. However, in terms of like just personality, uh, <laughs> Bezos definitely does a better job at being seen as like a liberal kind sure. of person and people see him as that. In fact, right-wingers hate him. In fact, part of people who want to break up Amazon are like these right-wingers, which never agree with me on anything, but will because it'll it'll hurt Bezos and they just view him as this Democrat, which is completely untrue. Amazon gives to every politician. Amazon gives to the insurrectionist politicians. Amazon donates to the anti-abortion politicians. Um, right. And quite openly. And uh, there is no left or right, I don't think, with Bezos. I think they're just money. Yep. With Elon Musk, I do think there's a tinge of like uh, old school, like South Africa apartheid kind of thing. California sued uh tesla for running segregated uh warehouses um you know and and uh, there is a tinge of that he's 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 made it very clear that he's kind of like a like a old school bigot yeah 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 word um i don't think anybody really takes elon musk very seriously great you know and i think that that's kind of what softens him for me like jeff bezos is way worse because he is a way better silent victim Mm -hmm. or silent villain Mm -hmm. sorry Mm -hmm. uh whereas let's say i remember rose uh, roseanne barr was out you know loudly selling her opinions getting canceled getting kicked off of a network they they took roseanne off of uh some kind of a uh, like her, a re- her replay, own show. <laughs> her yeah. Own. But but she had like reruns playing on a channel, and they kicked her off and put Grace under fire. There you go. People didn't realize uh, Brett Butler's also very problematic. Just knows how to keep her mouth shut. Right, right, right. Yeah. There you go, Roseanne. Just keep it shut. But okay, final final point on Amazon. Then we can move on. But I'm like, you know, as a new mom, and yeah, I understand. I shouldn't, but. I'm reliant on Amazon for some things, you know, and it's really tough because you, you like, you need a thing tomorrow because the baby has, is changing is a different person. You, there was a new piece of fucking gear that you didn't know, or like my nipples hurt because I've got the wrong (laughs) bottle and, you know, I need her to get on this new bottle. Amazon's there. And I'm just at this point with this company that I'm like, it's so ubiquitous. It's so evil, but it is actually just a marketplace. It is the internet for lack of a better term. It's a marketplace and it should be a public good. Um, But I do not think we're going to see it nationalized in our lifetime. I mean, shit, I don't want to say that, but in the next, you know, few years, but we could maybe see it be broken up. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Raph, on like the, any kind of glimmer of regulation even at this time when they're looking like they're gonna buy get into you know the medical industry so with the house kind of not on our side right now yeah one of the big things is regulation and one of the big victories for working people was the appointment of lena khan to the ftc federal trade commission and they are they are um they have amazing tools at their disposal. And she's actually an amazing person. And right now you could judge by the lobbyists 
that are kind of racistly defaming her and trying to belittle her and trying to say she's not qualified for this or that she has like a political agendas or whatever. She's actually one of the first few experts that come into these regulatory roles who are qualified for the position who, who actually speak for the people. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're afraid of. And in fact, her one of her big papers when she was uh, younger was about breaking up Amazon. There you and go. That was a huge victory in terms of Biden and uh, Democrats supporting her appointment. And right now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to vilify her because they don't know what she's up to next. And some of the things that communities have been asking uh, them to do is regulate Amazon. Like Warren's pretty big on it. Mm-hmm. Warren famously says you can't be the referee and a player. And mm. on Amazon's platform, they sell their own things often which they use surveillance and things to copy from their sellers of course so they they now take they used to take only like 30 percent or something of a sale now they're up to like 50 60 percent of every sale of of sellers and uh now they're trying to force sellers that they can't even sell things cheaper on their own website they have to sign this rule like a a law like not a rule a, a term that keeps them from uh from selling it cheaper anywhere else Um, One of our coalition members, ILSR, Institute for Local Self-Reliance, they have a report like showing the toll booth they call Amazon, Mm -hmm. which is decimating these businesses. And what Amazon's using these businesses for is surveillance, too, and data. And what they're doing is they're finding, oh, this is popular, and this type of person likes this in red. So we're going to combine this, and we're going to make our own product and kill their own person on their own platform. Totally. That it's It's... They are cancer. I mean, and to the point where they're now creating, you know, there are stores. I've talked about this on the show before. Where like, oh, a bookstore or like a just a shop, you know, you dismantled mom and pop shops from the inside out. You entered them like the fucking whatever the ghoul from Stranger Things is or whatever fungi is in The Last of Us. I don't watch it, but whatever. And you just <laughs> sort of infected it and killed it. Um, yeah, so you, to your point, you can't avoid Amazon, even if you somehow, you know, you didn't live in a rural thing, you weren't disabled, you're, you know, all right. of those things. You log on to Netflix, it uses Amazon servers, AWS. This right. probably stream at some at multiple points probably goes through AWS. Yes. Our hospitals, our, our, our infrastructure, government infrastructure is running through AWS. So there's really and that's like, actually, like, more than half their business, I think, around that uh, that proportion. So, really, there's no way to boycott Amazon, and and you know they are destroying the options out there for people. So, you know the the, the two biggest things whenever something bad happens with Bezos, people come to me with two things. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. say, Raph, the workers just have to unionize; it'll solve everything. Or Raph, the customers have to boycott, and it'll solve everything. And the the reality is, none of those things alone will solve everything. Right. And that we need to get wherever Amazon's doing harm, the climate, the, the prison industrial complex, the, the ring surveillance, those little yes. little cute doorbells have 2,000, over 2,000 contracts with local police departments. They uh, LAPD has already requested footage from people's doorbells without talking to the people, without a warrant to Jeez. get footage of BLM protesters passing a neighborhood. So theoretically, a police, the police and ICE and others can get a person and use facial recognition and use other things and cell phone tracking to get a footage of that person through their entire week because they're passing through so many ring doorbells around the country. So there's, there's that. And we, that's, there was a victory the McCloskey there too. lobby, right? 
Wanda, Wanda Sykes uh, uh -huh. was going to do this show. I don't uh -huh. know who convinced her. It was called Ring Nation. And she was going to yes. make yes. it so fun and funny about all these doorbell videos. And they're cute. And it's really, it's, it was a tool by Amazon, which at the time was also merging, taking over MGM uh -huh. and using MGM to do this. Yeah, they, I know. You know. That's being challenged. But uh, but but the, the victory there was something hit Wanda Sykes with our with the movement where they didn't advertise the show. She never tweeted about it. Hmm. It's like disappeared. It was it aired on some like local shows, not not on the Internet, not even on Amazon Prime. So it was filmed. It was made. It was filmed. It was produced and it just disappeared. Interesting. Because of public pressure. Yeah. Because it was just such a bad look. They were like. Maybe it was her. I, I, I don't think Amazon cares. Uh, they're just going to move forward. I, I do think artists care. I do think when, like when we when we reached Pete Davidson, when he was invited to go to space with Bezos, we were like, you're from Staten Island. The Amazon labor union is from Staten Island. You're going to go to space with Bezos? Like what? Do you see what he's doing with you? And then he just found some excuse saying he can't make it. Hell yeah. He just, I think he just wanted to go to space so he could like ride on a, dick that's bigger than his own i'm sorry I think, he just, I think he wanted to date the moon or something i don't know yeah he wanted to ask the moon he wanted to ask the moon out uh no but that is first of all i love bezos's i just love how it is a penis like his it's a penis it's a dick um but that it's funny because i was just looking at that i was like oh i didn't know pete davidson was gonna go there and you know because it makes a big splash big headline with oh i'm gonna ride da, da, da. wanda sykes is gonna do a, a, a show yeah and then the fizzling doesn't get the headline but that's that's the work of you all yeah, that's you come, I, come come at sign up at athenaforall.org and this is how you join we'll email you when these things happen and it really matters when you show up and 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 join communities hell yeah thank you so much raf for breaking all that down um T, we will see to be continued in this long, long struggle um, against this, like, again, monster with so many tentacles that has to be broken up at some point. Just like chop one of them off and like watch it writhe. Um, we have one more segment, a final segment. We're going to be talking about this is OK. New segment introducing um, just something the good that happened and just saying thank you. Just thank you. Thank you that someone said this, someone did it, someone finally had the guts. Uh, so here we go. Thank you. And it, you have to say it in my voice, which is thank you. There we go. And here this this week's thank you, John Stewart uh, speaking with Ohio legislator Nathan Dom about his Move to ban drag shows for kids while also loosening gun laws in the state of Ohio. Okay. Um, take a look. This is a snippet from the show, The Problem, and I hope that it is not a problem for our copyright. You want to ban drag show readings to children? To my why? yes. Why? Why, why? What are you protecting? Why can we prohibit children from voting, those under 18 from voting? Why are you banning? That? Is, is that free speech? Are you infringing on that performer's free speech? They can continue to exercise their free speech, just not in front of a child. Why? Because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry? The government does have a responsibility uh -huh. in certain instances to What's protect the children. leading cause of death amongst children in this country? And I'm going to give you a hint. It's not drag show readings to children. Correct, yes. So what is it? I'm presuming you're going to say it's firearms. No, I'm not going to say it like it's an opinion. 
That's what it is. It's firearms, more than cancer, more than car accidents. And what you're telling me is you don't mind infringing free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of. But when it comes to children that have died, you don't give a flying fuck to stop that because that shall not be infringed. That is hypocrisy at its highest order. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just thank you. Yes, oh, John. Mm, classic Stuart. Classic John Stewart when he yeah. just gets just. so fucking real. He's I mean, it, I mean, it is I guess it's comedic in that you can just kind of cut right through the bullshit and say what what needs to be said and how hypocritical this is. But my man, like pour one out for Nathan Dumb destroyed completely like who convinced him like can you imagine like oh we got john stewart wants to interview you like what john stewart oh my god yeah that that could be good you know (laughs) that's cool i watched him a little bit like like who lied to this man that told him he could go up against john stewart in this interview and that i'm sure the whole production team was like yes like what i'm talking about like someone in there some production some some person there did it yeah it's somebody he was like oh they're just some liberal snowflake i got 15 memes that are going to disprove anything he has to Um, say what about this meme um it has like just no exactly he didn't know what he was coming into he really thought he could go to toe to toe with john stewart and thankfully they take part of me is like they're just gonna come on anyway because they're half of them are narcissists like, yes just, they're just gonna true, come on anyway. that's what it is it's like no but if my message they're doing the opposite bernie but if my <laughs> crap message can be heard by one liberal <laughs> who sees how illogical it is and it's like i like that <laughs> um, you know my favorite part of the whole video john stewart is like completely like silver fought like white hair he's yeah. like an older white dude it looked like that dude was being lectured by his father yes it was awesome because like a younger white dude people are like oh he's liberal give him a few years oh he just learned some stuff sure. in that liberal art college this dude like should have grown into being a republican but he is just as steadfast in all of his beliefs mm-hmm. so it's like you're gonna argue with like who should be the establishment older white dudes the patriarchy is actually telling you what's what you think you're gonna argue with them so good um i mean that moment exactly where he's like oh i'm not gonna say it like it's an opinion Ooh, ooh. dressed down daddy said no (laughs) like uh, so good I mean, I'm still not going to get Apple TV, Apple Plus. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to watch that clip over and over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I will. Of course, I will. We will. I will illegally download Severance. That's the only Apple Plus. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's so necessary to have that stuff. And honestly, as someone who like. You know, it's it's this is the thing when you're like, what, why are comedians doing the work of journalists? It's like, that's why. 
That's exactly why. Um, it's because when they do get an opportunity to talk to the so-called other side, they can just completely point out their hypocrisy without beating around the bush, without pretending that it's anything than, you know, sort of hateful deflection, uh, that, it, that they're completely wrong and that it is completely out of step with reality and with the American people and what they want. So it's like... Mm -hmm. it, and it's not that comedians have to do that. It's just no one else has the fucking balls or, you know, ovaries or, you know, Lori Lightfoot dicks. <laughs> that's why That's why I got to be real close friends with Maggie after this, because I need someone to walk through society with me five years from now and tell me who's AI and not. <laughs> totally. That person's got six fingers. They're AI. Exactly. This person doesn't understand my joke. No, it didn't land. They didn't laugh. They laughed at the, the setup. That's an idiotic thing. They're not real. That's a calculator. Yeah. <laughs> TI 83. I want to go to brunch. Um, <laughs> robots love brunch. They've been programmed. Um, that is our show, you guys. Maggie, where can everyone find you and your work? I'm on all of the all of the platforms under Maggie May Haha, but spell May M A Y E. Go, everyone! Try and catch Maggie live. Um, she's wonderful, and please come back. Take very very good care of yourself. And Raf, what about you? I mean, we got Athena for all. Athena for all. We got Beyond the Pale Radio, which is if you're in New York, and also we stream it on. Is WBI. that your BAI show? Is that WBI? Yeah, it's a BAI show. Hell yeah. When does it stream? When's it live? 9 a.m. every Friday right after Democracy Now. Ugh, great spot. Yeah, it's a good spot. That's a very good spot. Wait, so I heard you you were saying on email that you get weird inquiries as well. You, <laughs> you get weird Oh, yeah. So it's free speech radio. So you get everybody. And I'll get like people like, hey, Raph, I love what you're doing with the show. Uh, really fun. Thanks for, for, for doing this. Um, when can you stop being a big farmer, a corporate shill? I'll take your answer <laughs> off, the, off the air. Thanks. Bye. You know, just like, like such, they're so sweet and earnest and then say something like that. And why I, is it in this voice? Is it, a, I, I was just, well, you know, I was looking at, I was, I was watching uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Dore and, uh, I was just wondering how much, <laughs> how much did, uh, how much did Johnson and Johnson pay you when you got that bad vaccine? And uh, yeah, and I, I I'm a supporter of BAI. I I'm a sustainer, but I've never seen quite a buddy shill as yourself. Thank God you, thank you very you. much. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna my oatmeal's ready. Goodbye. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. Oh, I know. I know the demo. I know. I organize in New York. I know. Oh, I know. I know of the legend. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I know of the old, the old crusty uh, lefty in New York. God love them, man. They, they're great. Them. They're great. Someone's got to do that. And God bless rent control. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone's got to hoard all the shit that's still on the streets of that city. <laughs> um uh, Raphael Shimunov, you're wonderful. Everyone follow Raphael Shimunov on Twitter. Just one of the best follows uh, of your life. And uh, please come back on the show. Thank you. This has just been such a joy. So Take much care. Fun. Hell yeah. And thank you all for being here as well. All the comments, going to read some of your your chats. Robert, thanks for the super chat. Says the lesson Dems learned about left politics is as long as Republicans are worse, 
Dems can get elected. Dems are invested in keeping Republicans awful. Yes. And also, I think Dems are invested in keeping so-called crime high. That is my belief. I don't I believe that the Democrats use the police to clean up their policy failures. And when they hear things like people are getting thrown off SNAP benefits, not all of them, but ultimately it will lead to more like theft of food, lead to more money for police, uh, and the whole disgusting cycle of preying on the poor continues, locking them up for, you know, the, the, the crime of trying to make ends meet. So anyway, <laughs> just a little random thought I just had anyway. Uh, bad lefty on YouTube. David Dayan is a great reporter. Um, common guest, common guest over on the majority report. Absolutely. David Dayan has also been here. Um, Rosalba 14. Y'all are killing me today. Lol. Thank you, Rose. Good to see you. Um, Jeff Curry, did she steal Obama's tan suit? This is about Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, that tan suit was donezo. Like, he couldn't wear that again. So Lori was like, and taken. Um, let's see. Seth Evans says, says a lot about the actual state of politics and what whom is actually valued politically by how utterly cucked governments at every level are for private for-profit businesses. Absolutely. We are the ultimate cuck. The government is the ultimate, ultimate cuck. We just watch corporations fuck over our citizens and somehow they're into it anyway um seafish on youtube amazon shipping should be nationalized and the workers should be unionized yes agreed um terrence trumbo on youtube aoc was right all along um bad lefty no good honest person makes or earns a billion not at all like what what is he gonna do with it what is he gonna do with it all it's just to make himself and his spawn more money um and let's see, Selah Lewis on YouTube, regulations protect us. We need to unlearn the myths that they've been created about them. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, like the seatbelt, speaking of lobbies, like the seatbelt lobby needs to do a lot more. Um, like we should continue to remember why regulation matters. Um, Selah Lewis also nationalized delivery service is called the U.S. Postal Service. It's true. Restore and fully fund USPS. You know. People shit on USPS, but it's there for you. It's it will be there for you. It is reliable. Well, all the storms this winter, you know who was there all during the pandemic? You know who was there? The mail person. Yeah. And that's the most affordable shipping you can find. You ever try and send just like a small thing? Very expensive. UPS will gouge you on that, not USPS. And there's always book rate. Don't ever don't sleep on book rate, y'all. Um, anyway, I wanted to thank everybody as well um for new excuse me uh new patrons ten dollars or more big tippers and all the good people with the fart song amazing zach bina hell yes seafish i just read your comment welcome to the patreon welcome to the frantifa um you guys get access again to watch back the friday show 1 p.m doing a bonus fish by myself doing all kinds of stories and we'll be interacting with everybody 
um, as well as let's take a look at Twitch. What's going on? Frank Morningtree resubscribed. Thank you so much. 15 months says meow. Uh, ZX227 resubscribed for one month of tier one. Subscribe for five months for Jessica. Your show always makes my week awesome. Thank you for keeping me informed and helping me laugh at the news. Thank you. And uh, Navenix subscribe with Prime. Welcome. And Justzar resubscribe with Prime. Thank you so much. And Brandy Lou to resubscribe with Prime as well. Hell yeah. And if I didn't say Jared Cardenas 813 also and Marcus Aurelius 75. Um, thank you all so much for your support. Again, we stream every Tuesday. 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Thank you to Paige Omek, Maximilian Inhoff, and Andy Vasoyan. Follow us on Twitter at BituationPod, TikTok, and Instagram at FrannyFio. And remember, fight the power, fuck the patriarchy, and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Bye.